0: You are listening
1: to Radio Free Signs of the Times, broadcasting into the heart of an occupied America. Welcome to another Signs of the Times podcast. I'm Joe Quinn. I'm Henry C. I'm Scott Ogren.
2: And I'm a special guest.
1: <laughs> yes. As the nameless special guest. As you just heard, this week we have Laura with us yet again, and we're going to be discussing some of the uh, events over the past week that have... Uh, that have made the news. Uh, Specifically, uh, we just had a few stories recently about supernovas and new comets, and we are pondering the question as to what this means. Are these portents of doom uh, the end of the world, perhaps? Uh, We don't know, but we're going to investigate that and um, talk about it a little bit and find out what it's all about.
2: So here we are, another week's gone by, and the world is closer... To plunging off the cliff into the fiery abyss than ever.
1: And that's not a throwaway comment or just a you know a, a fickle comment because you know, I mean it's it may sound like one to a lot of people, but the fact is that we're watching the news every day, we're watching world events every day, and we almost don't even believe it, but it's right there in front of us. You Funny know.
2: thing is, my mother called me tonight. My mother's in Florida. She's 84, going on 85 years old. And she says to me, she says, things are really terrible. She lives in a retirement community. She said, there's George Bush. Stands up there in front of people. He wasn't even elected. He's started World War 3 We're all going to be destroyed. And he's making jokes about it. He thinks it's funny. This is my mother, 84 years old. Go grandma. Yeah. So... I mean, if 84-year-old grandmas can see it, I think that uh, it's time for other people to be able to see it, too. And and according to her, this is pretty much the subject of conversation in her entire community, that uh, the old ladies and the old gents get together at at the little community center where they play chess and... I don't think they play chess dominoes. there. I think they play... Yeah, they play dominoes and they play shuffleboard. Shuffleboard's a big thing in Florida. You know, have you ever seen shuffleboard? Oh, is it a dance? <laughs> <laughs> shuffleboard is kind of like... Uh, sounds
1: like
0: a, it sounds like an old people's dance. <laughs> no. It's like a... Shuffleboard. No. It's like a bastardized form of curling without the ice. Yeah?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do they used to as, as, they they as have the, these
2: long sticks that are kind of got a, a little curved end on them, and they have these like of pucks false teeth mm. yeah, and then you slide the puck across the pavement and it has to land on a on a little marked place or a square or something that has numbers on it mm. and that and I guess that's how you I've never played it myself. I'm not old enough to play it yet,
0: yeah. and the way the world's going, you
2: never will be <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth. <laughs> Yes, today we had some interesting news that uh, apparently there was some sort of uh, cosmic ray burst that was noted within the last few days, and they think that it may be a precursor to a supernova. The supernova is in the area of the constellation Aries, which is right beneath the foot of uh, the constellation Perseus. which I found to be quite interesting. They also said that it lasted exactly 33 minutes, this this lighting up of the atmosphere. <laughs> 33 minutes. Is that a signal to anybody or, or am I just... You know? it's, a, it's a
1: signal to the masons.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> am I going nuts or what? And then at the same time, we have an interesting comet that's swinging around. Uh, you looked up the name of the discoverer, didn't you? What was the name?
1: Yeah, uh, he's Polish.
2: He's Polish, yeah.
1: Munz. Um, <laughs> Podjmanski, yeah Podjmanski's comet I think
2: it's, it's, yeah.
1: it's got this n- other kind of uh, official name of C 2006 blah 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 but
0: uh, when exactly was it discovered
1: it was discovered on the 2nd of January so by the a Polish reasonable. guy yeah. very recent very recent
2: yeah, yeah. and uh, so what does this name mean in Polish
1: it means captured it's captured. actually from Russian
2: captured very interesting
1: the other interesting thing is in, the, in that article that talked about the comet, there was a guy's name, uh, Andrew Pierce, who happened to be the same guy who, in 2004, was the fifth person in that year to see a comet with uh, the naked eye. And uh, that was a, a record because never before had five comets been seen with the naked eye in one year. So that kind of suggests
2: that. Harbingers of doom, perhaps?
1: Well, it kind of suggests that there's either more of them up there. Or, well, there there may be more of them up there, but they're definitely closer.
2: <laughs> well, then there's also the issue of all of the new moons that have been discovered around Jupiter and, and Saturn. And, and Saturn and, and Uranus. And Uranus, yeah. All of a sudden now they can see them because they've got these fantastic new telescopes. You know, I mean, people have been looking at these things for, you know, a couple hundred years at least or however long the telescope has, has existed. How long? Who, who invented the telescope? Galileo. Galileo? Well, he
0: didn't invent it, but he was the first one, one to... Yeah, become I'm, famous for it and infamous they, for it even.
2: Yeah, so 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 they've been looking at uh, they've been looking at at these bodies for a long time and they've been looking at uh, you know for fifty years or more they've been looking at them with some fairly powerful telescopes and they never saw these and now all of a sudden they've accumulated a whole new gaggle of moons and. Just nobody seems to have any explanation for it except that, well, we couldn't see them before. We've got better telescopes now. We can, we can uh, computerize the, the viewing and we can remove all of the distortion and we can see stuff we never saw before. Or maybe... Which makes well, you wonder
0: what they can do with their spy satellites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if
1: Ark was here, he would probably, well, he may have something to say on, you know, the whole idea of the observer and the observed. I mean, is it a coincidence that now that they have the capacity to see them that these things are actually there to be seen? I well, mean, were they not there before or were they always there?
2: Uh, is the cat That's dead the or is he not dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the world is is a very interesting place right now. We We understand that the Israeli political gang have been making jokes about The sanctions that they're going to impose on the Palestinians, you know, just that these very hungry people who don't have jobs, who have to struggle to have enough food to eat, uh, it's just going to be like putting them on a diet, you know, and then they laughed about it. Yeah, it was one of those things that that really gets you going. You you start to wonder, is anybody on this planet paying attention? Is anybody? I mean, are there any governments? Does anybody out there have a soul? Is anybody? If you do, raise your hand. I mean, if you feel that this is an outrage, if you can see that this is not another repeat of what happened in Europe prior to the coming to power of of the Nazis across the face of the land. Well, maybe we should just give our listeners uh, the details of that just to... Okay, go them, ahead, um, give them the details. I'm pretty outraged. I don't want to talk about it anymore.
1: <laughs> this is from uh, a story that was originally carried in uh Haretz Daily Israeli Daily newspaper. And um Which
0: is a lot more truthful about what's going on in Israel than any of the American media. Yeah. Yes,
2: isn't it? well we talked about the media last week, you know. You people in America, you just don't even know what's going on if you're not reading the science page.
1: But anyway, the uh the story goes that the Hamas team, that's the Israeli Team set up uh, to deal with this new uh, problem that they have, which is that Hamas, the terrorist organization, which is coincidentally pretty much owned by Israel anyway, but uh, we'll maybe get into that later. But the Hamas team, the Israeli Hamas team, um, which is headed by Prime Minister, well, I suppose ex Prime Minister now, uh, Sharon's uh, advisor, Dove Weisglass. And in including the Israeli Defense Forces chief of, chief of Staff, the Director of the Shin Bet, that's the Israeli uh, Internal Intelligence Agency. We
2: details, just get to the good part.
1: Mm, we're getting there. And senior generals, etc. officials convened for a discussion with Foreign Minister Livni on ways to respond to the Hamas election victory. Everyone agreed on the need to impose an economic siege on the Palestinian Authority, and Glass, as usual, provided the punchline. He said, It's like an appointment with a dietitian. The Palestinians will get a lot thinner but won't die, the advisor joked. And reportedly the participants all rolled around with laughter at this, uh, this really, really funny joke about people uh, remember, being starved.
2: Here, here, we're talking about people who lived on this land for the last thousand years. According to the best genetic studies, the Palestinians are probably the descendants of Jews who remained in Palestine after the after the diaspora and who then converted to Islam under the Muslim rulers. And essentially they are the descendants of the original Jews that lived in Israel and they have been there for well over two thousand years. Okay? Now they're there. And then these other people come along who say, We're the real Jews, you guys aren't Jews because you don't have the right religion and God gave this land to us, and we're going to take it. Well, basically, you know, Great Britain is is the one that gave it to them. They made a deal with them if they could get America to come into, to the war. But that's a whole other story. The First World War. First World War, that is. Yes, the Balfour Agreement. And so here they are. They've had their land taken away from them. Their houses have been razed. Their trees have been cut down. Their way of life for a thousand years has been completely and totally destroyed by invaders who are occupying their land who fenced them in, who put them into concentration camps. And now they're saying we're going to impose sanctions on you because you had a democratic election and you elected who you chose. Remember, they're pushing democracy over there. So now we're going to sanction you and starve the people, starve the people. Now, just imagine... If the entire Muslim world, and we're talking about over a billion people, there are over a billion Muslims in the world. Just think about that. I don't think there's that many Christians. I don't think there's that many I know there's not that many Jews. But just imagine if the entire Muslim world decided to impose sanctions on the United States because they didn't like George Bush. And they decided to punish all the people of the United States, because they voted for George Bush. Now, did anybody really vote for George Bush? Come on, raise your hand if you voted for George Bush. You didn't vote for George Bush? I didn't think so. Nobody voted for George Bush. But it's not who casts the votes that counts. It's who counts them that determines the election. Nevertheless, as I was saying. So here these Palestinians are in this terrible situation, and they're joking they're joking. Oh, not only are they joking about starving them, but they're publishing cartoons about them and their religion. Well, I mean, you know that I don't really care about religion that much. I I think all of them stink. I think we ought to get rid of all religion. But the fact is, is that th- this is what these people believe in. And for the most part, they're, they've been fairly peaceful people. They've minded their business. They've stayed on their side of the world. You know, they keep to themselves, or they did at least until they started getting pushed out of their country by by occupiers and invaders. Everything was final till then. And now they're being joked about. Cartoons are being published about them. And it reminds me an awful lot of what was going on in Europe prior to the Nazi Holocaust against the Jews. That that comment has been
1: made, or that comparison has been made uh, before now by by other people um, as well. And... I get the impression that it's quite often it's taken just as as the opinion of um, or a comment by someone who's particularly uh, anti-Israel, and that it's just used as the kind of the the worst thing uh, that can be said against Israel. And a lot of people kind of would maybe tend to dismiss it as as just a, a, an extremist kind of view. But um, as time is progressing now, it's. Uh, and, and things are developing in israel and palestine um it's no longer just a, a subjective opinion really because i mean there are there are objective facts on the ground as uh, as as bush and, and Sharon used to uh, used used to enjoy um uh, employing uh, the creation of facts on the ground to to further their policies but there are facts on the ground now in, in in palestine in occupied palestine uh which you know have striking Uh, similarities to to, to the way that that, that the Nazis treated the the Jews and other other minorities in Germany.
2: Well, sure. I have have an entire collection of cartoons that were drawn about Jews prior to beginnings of the Holocaust. They were very similar in type to the cartoons that were recently done about the Muslims, about Mohammed. Uh, there was a little bit of an exception, of course, because these cartoons particularly targeted the founder of the Muslim faith. The cartoons about the Jews were slightly different because they targeted Jews themselves. They were uh, very explicit and uh, stereotypical and essentially portrayed the Jews as the the cause of all the evils of the world. This was, uh, this was quite a horrible thing the rank and file of Jews were not the cause of anything. They were good and peaceful people. They were attacked maliciously and viciously. There's no excuse for what was done. They were deliberately targeted, just like the Palestinians are being targeted today. So when you think about cartoons as just being freedom of speech, well, in a certain sense, these cartoons that were drawn about the Jews in that day and time were just freedom of speech. Of course, at this point in time, you can no longer publish cartoons about the Jews because it's no longer freedom of speech, it is anti-Semitism. There are laws against anti-Semitism because, of course, the cartoons that were drawn about the Jews led to a holocaust in which millions of them were viciously, ruthlessly exterminated. Now, do we suppose that cartoons being drawn about Palestinians are going to lead to them being maliciously and viciously exterminated as well. It's not too far a comparison to make.
0: Well, that's what is effectively going on and has been <clears throat> going on for years, only rather than coming in one swift blow, which it may yet, they're being slowly starved to death, their farms are being destroyed, their olive groves are being uprooted.
2: Well, that's very similar to what happened in Nazi Germany. They, were, they first started uh, taking their businesses away from them or uh boycotting any business owned by Jews um uh, raiding them or taxing them or finding excuses to deprive them of their you know hard earned property and and it, you know finding ways to sell their houses or you know anything out from under them because for some reason or another a new law had been passed that made it impossible for Jews to either operate a business or own a home there were laws passed where Jews couldn't even be married to uh to Germans and of course you know the recently uh in Israel has passed laws that uh, that strictly limit Jews marrying anybody outside the Jewish faith so we have you know many many immediate parallels
1: but not only that on on the ground in, in Palestine I mean there's so many restrictions on on the movement uh, of, of Palestinians uh, out of the the occupied territories and the occupied territories are very very small I mean Gaza is about you know, about 40 miles long by 10 to 15 miles wide. And yeah, in, imagine living in, in a place that's... Well, in there you've got 1.3 million people.
2: 1.3 million people and 40 miles by 15 miles wide. Now, just think about that, people. Just think about that. You can't go outside that limit. You can go 40 miles this way, 40 miles that way, and or 15 miles to either side.
1: For for any, uh, for any example, there's there's very few Palestinians who have passes to go and work in... Uh, in, in, in
2: and the same was true in, in Germany before the Nazis uh, began, uh, you know, began the uh, Holocaust against the Jews. The yeah. same was true; they 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 were very restricted on where they could go, what they could do, and then they started having to wear these these armbands with mm. these these horrible yellow stars. You know, uh, stigmatized. It was it was an absolutely atrocious way to treat uh, human beings.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, for example, there's I mean, for for the few Palestinians that are allowed to go and work in Israel. There's one case where, and this is probably one of many cases, where um, a wife is married to uh, two Palestinians, a man and a woman are married, and the man has a has a permit to go and work in in, pa- in Israel, and the wife doesn't. So basically, you know, he goes and he stays there, and, and because of the way the, uh, the, the exits, the entries and exits into Israel from Palestine are set up, there's very few of them, and there's usually long lines. They're essentially army checkpoints, and they're subjected to all kinds of, uh, you know, kind of metal detector tests and, and even uh, x-ray tests. Humiliations. And, uh, well, uh, and that's the least of it, yeah, because there's humiliations and, and, and you know, just And the humiliations stalling.
2: were absolutely the norm in Germany, it, humiliations of Jews. You know, I, I mean, I remember seeing uh, some videos and, and uh, photographs of Nazi soldiers or even just Nazi, Nazi citizens, you know, forcing an elderly Jew off the sidewalk and driving him to his knees and laughing at him. I mean, I was brought to tears. I couldn't bear watching that. That was that was that was so horrible. That man was somebody's grandfather. That was somebody's father. It could have been my grandfather or my father. You know. And there they were humiliating him. And you know, it's really a good thing that I didn't live in that time because I probably, well, maybe I did live in that time. But be that as it may, the uh, you know the fact is that every single thing that is being done to the Palestinians today was done to the Jews? Mm-hmm. The only thing is is that in this time, for some incomprehensible reason that i can uh, that I can barely grasp, the Jews who above all people, should know what it's like to be persecuted, to have everything taken away from you, are participating in this genocide.
1: Well, the fact is that the entire world is participating because yes. it's, it's absolutely shocking. Nobody's sh- speaking it's up. It's absolutely shocking that the Palestinians in this tiny piece of land, uh, the millions of them, are being mercilessly squeezed uh, on all fronts, shot, abused, and essentially treated like animals. And there's lots of quotes from Israeli politicians that make it clear that uh, the Israeli elite, definitely do see them as a little more than animals.
2: Well, they've said so. They've been quoted as saying, so out of, out of their own mouths.
1: Recently, because Hamas have been uh, elected, the government in Palestine, they, uh, the Israelis have now cut off all aid. Um, pretty much they're withholding taxes, and this is where the comment about them, them going on a diet, that they, they'll get a little thinner. They'll get a um, little thinner. And these, these are people who are already suffering immensely. And know, the taxes, life. it's
0: not like they're withholding money that is coming from Europe or the United States that are funds to, to help them which would be bad enough. Mm-hmm. But this is money that the Palestinians themselves have, oh, have paid. Yeah. Their and own it tax be, money. It's yeah. their own tax money and Israel's saying no you can't have your own tax money. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: So I mean this is happening and the entire world <coughs> is, is looking on and, and just doing nothing. I mean they're they're silent. It's, the uh,
2: entire world was complicit in the Jewish Holocaust. We must never forget that. America sat by All the other countries of the world sat by. England sat by. They all did nothing. While millions of Jews were exterminated. And today, they're doing the same thing. And at the end of this thing that is going to happen on this planet, who is going to bear the blame?
1: Well, perhaps for me, kind of the most... Heinous aspect of the whole thing is that it's it's not as as is portrayed in the media. It's not, um you know, the current situation, uh, the dire situation of the Palestinians is not really their own fault. I mean, they're being blamed for electing this uh, Hamas as a terrorist organisation, uh, and so a lot of people would suggest that it's their own fault, you know. um But if you look a little deeper into it and look at the events around uh, how how we've got to where we are today. Uh, you can see the the setup, the way the Palestinians have been set up and are being set up by Israel. It's like the well, game the Jews
2: were set up too. I mean, just just think about the Reichstag fire. The Nazis did it. They they burned the Reichstag themselves. I mean, and and then now we see the same thing being done. Only only there are many many fingerprints of Mossad over most of the so-called suicide bombings. And of course, those fingerprints are all over the 9-11 attacks on America. Mm-hmm. They, there are no fingerprints of Muslim terrorists there. No. So history does cycle and repeat itself, people. And just think about the fact that at the end of World War II, over 65 million people were dead and one-third of the earth was uninhabitable.
1: Uh, just to give some details of the setup that we're talking about, there is documented evidence that Hamas was essentially set up as a counterweight to the, the PLO uh, some you know, 20, 25 years ago uh, by Israel. So Hamas as an organization was essentially funded and set up by Israel and it has been nurtured up through those 20 years and at the same time you have the merciless squeezing of the Palestinians and the depression and the, the brutality that's, that's shown to them uh, by Israel, uh, which... The, the, the question is, did this, the goal maybe was to force Palestinians into this kind of militant, militant position where where they had no other option but to support kind of some kind of an, an armed group. But I would even doubt that that was the case because of Israel's kind of control of Hamas. I would even suggest that a lot of Palestinians don't actually. Are you uh,
2: suggesting that Hamas was elected the same way George Bush was? Well,
1: why not? You know? <laughs> and, and, and oh, that's priceless. And the fact is that now, because this is it's this um, game of niggy sob, you know. Now I got to you, son of a bitch. They basically, yeah. you know, tell them that they're terrorists, tell the world that they're terrorists, and then manipulate the situation so that a, to all intents
2: and purposes they look like terrorists. Yeah. But, but it
0: doesn't her- have to be an explicit uh, fixing of the elections because Hamas was the only opposition, so it was more subtle than that. I would suggest that, that well, Hamas yes, was like Kerry
2: running against Bush. I exactly. mean, what kind of choice is that? Mm-hmm. Between a rock and a hard place. Yeah,
1: you know, and in any case, now you have um, you have the Israeli Defense Minister just recently came out and said that the Palestinian people have made their government part of the Axis of Evil, along with Syria and Iran. So now this is this is just before this is coming out just before the much kind of anticipated attack on Iran and maybe Syria at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Israeli Defense Minister has lumped Palestinians in with Iran and Syria. So I mean this idea of wiping out the Palestinians may be a lot closer than we than anybody thinks it is.
2: Yes, not only that, there is another difference that I would like to point out. At the time of the rise of the Nazis, uh, the Jewish population was, was relatively small percentage-wise compared to the rest of the population of the planet. Uh, this was due... F- to a lot of reasons, not the least of which was uh, assimilation. There were many Jews that were, uh, had, s- had essentially stopped being Jews. They had, for several generations, intermarried with non-Jews, and they had given up their religion, they had given up their cultural, their ethnic uh, practices and beliefs, and the technically exact, exactly defined Jewish population was relatively small. So it was fairly easy to turn on a more or less smaller population of, of defenseless people. They were defenseless because they were peaceful. Uh, I know a lot of people point out that there are nasty, evil things in the Bible that uh, you know, promote uh, anti-Gentilism. But the, the, you know, the vast majority of Jews, and I have Jews that are friends, we have Jews that are members of our group, you know, they aren't like that. I mean, they are capable of reading the Bible, reading the Torah, and weeding it out, saying, oh, well, those are things that, uh, you know, obviously referred to those times and those places, they don't refer to us now. But the big difference is there's over one billion Muslims on the face of the planet. That's one-sixth of the Earth's population. So if this turns into an anti-Muslim war, what do you think is going to happen? I don't think they're going to stand in line for the gas chambers.
0: To use a good Christian image, all hell is going to break loose.
2: You could say that. They're going to open the gates of hell, and the fire, fire is going to leap out, and it's going to be all over but the crying, I'm afraid. But then that's what the Christians want. They want Armageddon because if Armageddon comes along, you know, then they can expect Jesus any moment. I have family members that believe this crap, believe it or not. They actually believe that if Armageddon begins or if it's getting ready to begin, just prior to it, that they're all going to be airlifted to the great cloud of glory in the sky and then they're going to stand up there, and they're going to watch everybody else get destroyed. And when it's all over, and 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 all the blood is dried up, and all the carcasses have rotted, they're all going to come back, and it's going to be like Eden. And Jesus is going to be their king and rule over them for a thousand years. They really believe this. Trust me, I have family who believes this.
1: How can anyone believe that? How can I, I mean, word, what mechanism <laughs> mechanism is it in in the human in Hypnosis. human psyche that because, I mean, I mean, there's nothing in anybody's life, in, in any of these people's lives, that uh, I'm pretty certain that none of them uh, have any experiences of daily phenomena.
2: No.
1: That would suggest that there is anything like the possibility of, of uh, in this world, of Jesus to arrive on a cloud. Yeah. I mean, so how, why would they believe that? I mean,
2: it's like believing I a, don't know. a cartoon or
0: a fairy story. Why would story. they believe that the world was created in six days? Six days.
2: Yeah, and exactly. in, in, I mean, with, with, with intact fossils. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the power of God, you know. Yeah. It was a it was a test that God was giving to us to yeah, see he, whether we'd see through this artifice yeah. of fossils. No, that was that was Satan that did that. Oh, it was. He's testing us to see if.
2: Oh, he imitated God's works, and he put he put. Yeah, these that's why he
0: could only create fossils.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, good try, you know. <laughs> have another so we're in a fairly serious situation people and we don't know that anything other than raising awareness of people can do any can make a difference there there's that's the only thing that can make a difference is for people to become aware because at the bottom line there is the old saying from my war resisting days in the 70s 60s I'm not going to tell you how how old I am here, that what if you gave a war and nobody came? Mm -hmm. Think about that. If you just don't participate because you're aware.
1: If you look at the setup and and, uh, the obvious uh, efforts that that these people in power have gone to to keep all of this hidden, there's a serious amount of energy and and manpower and and effort exerted in, in doing this. Now, that to me says that there's something very kind of central or instrumental to the entire operations and to all of the events that are happening in the world that is tied into the the population on the planet. I mean, if they could just go ahead and do this and then ignore the people on the planet then why they would do it. But and why they do are. they go to so much effort to, to hide the facts from people? Because if, if those facts weren't hidden, what would happen? Do they they know something they that know. we don't know. They, know? they know they have to hide it. That if it wasn't hidden, it wouldn't go anywhere.
2: Even though it's not hidden very well, they, they've certainly done a lot of things to, uh, to make it so that uh, people are less inclined to look for the answers, to look for the information. They've spent 50 years dumbing down the American population, drugging them with yeah. all kinds of of pollutants in their food and their toothpaste and their water. But that's the, that's the efforts that I'm talking about that they've yeah. gone to, these extreme tremendous efforts. efforts you know? Tremendous tremendous And it's
1: not a matter, of, when we say hidden, that, that, that all this stuff they've gone to this effort to, uh, to hide this stuff from people, uh, it's probably better said that they've gone to this effort to make sure that people believe the lie. So because it's unbelief- they can't
2: do it without the people.
1: So uh, but that suggests, like you say that you know our, our only kind of uh, hope is to, is for people to raise their awareness, but maybe that is all that's needed. Maybe there would be a, a, a massive change in, in everything
2: if people, if, were people, aware. if
1: people simply didn't believe the lies,
2: Yeah, because if you don't believe the lies, are you going to let your child? go down and enlist in the military and go and fight this ridiculous war? Of course you're not. And if if your child is aware of the lies, do you think he is going to volunteer? Do you think he is going to pick up a gun and shoot somebody when he knows for a fact that his government is lying to him? Of course not. That's the whole thing. And that's why we need all the funding we can get because we have to spread this information as far and as wide as possible because the mainstream media, the media that is controlled by the various... Pathocratic individuals we discussed in last week's podcast, they are working as hard as they can to conceal this information. And enough people, one at a time, have to become aware once a critical mass is reached. Believe me, once a critical mass is reached, enormous numbers of people will begin to wake up as if by magic.
0: Yeah, well, that that refers to the social climate and that so many people may be thinking something, they be ha- may be having questions about Bush, having questions about what's going on in Iraq or Iran or in Palestine, but they're afraid to say anything because they have the impression that they're the only ones who think this way.
2: Yeah. It's and so
0: if, if one person says it and somebody else says, well, you know, I think the same thing. Isn't that amazing? Yep. And then one by, one by one by one... People will start to wake up and realize that they're not alone in having these questions.
2: Human beings, the masses of humanity, normal people. That's 94% of the population of this planet, normal people. There's only 6% of them ruling over us. 94% need to cooperate with one another and stop this madness. Stop the madness before it's too late.
0: That's it for this week. As usual, you can find more information on these topics at our website, signs-of-the-times.org. You can also discuss what you've heard on this podcast on our new forum. There is a link to the forum from the signs page. And as Laura mentioned, we're in the midst of a fundraising drive in order to raise money so that we can counter the lies that you're getting in the mainstream media and to overcome the censorship of the media, and of the gatekeepers who are trying to keep you stupid and ignorant. Give today because only the truth will set us free. It's a question of your soul, people. So that's it for this week. See you again next week.